Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear once again. I am Martin, and I have with me here the king of the casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, I know you're happy that we're talking to this gentleman. Well, I'm always happy to talk to this gentleman. He is, he is one of my favorite singers. Uh, he has sung for one of my all-time favorite bands, Sabotage. Uh, Circle the Circle. We got Trans-Siberian Orchestra, who is, uh, you know, amazing. And now we have Archon Angel. He is Zach Stevens. They have a new album out from Archon Angel called Two. It's coming out April 14th. It's amazing. Zach, how are you? Good. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Your, your intro there had me, like, waiting to hit a button on my favorite little toy, which was the applause button. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it's... I don't think it's that great, but, um, but no, great to be here again. And thank you so much. Well, like I uh, say, we, I mean, huge fans yeah. of you. I mean, you, you, your voice is spectacular as always. And, and the new album is, is really damn good. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We've been getting pretty good feedback. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, you know, you do what you can, you know, you get subsequent records. Everybody's like, you know, I don't know if really, Many artists these days are thinking like, got to make this one better because they're thinking it's different. So you don't need to worry about, you know, trying to get better, better, better. And that's that's our case, too. We can't really be bogged down with stuff like that. We're kind of just taking it song by song now. That's what I told everybody. I said, just take it one song at a time. Try to make that one as good as you can. And, you know, we'll just move on to the next one. Yeah. And it moves where it goes. You know, we don't have any preconceived thing about where the direction needs to go. We knew we had about 16 or 17 songs and had to whittle it down to 11. So that was a challenge in and of itself to see what didn't make the cut, you know, is is sometimes is more or as interesting as what makes the cut. But, you know, yeah, I I, I was, you know, personally, I, w- I was surprised that I can look back at it now and go, wow, you know, it did come out pretty strong and I can like, you know, more songs than I usually like as far as the records that I make, I mean, you know, artists, you'll sit there, how many songs do I really, am I going to really put on myself and say, well, that's cool. I can usually dig about three out or so on the average of an, you know, a record. I mean, and I, it, my opinion really isn't going to be normal or, you know, some any status quo by any means, but this one, I can really look at it and have a pretty high number like that. So that's pretty good, I guess. I mean, that's one of those albums. I I was dancing to it, like I'm not even knowing (laughs) it. I'm sitting here at the computer moving, and I'm and I'm like, oh man, I'm dancing. Nice. I didn't even know it. That's a good thing. That's That's good. good. That would be a tribute to our drummer, our Marco, who would like to hear that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting that you that you talk about about the number of songs that you like, 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 say, on the last one, how many songs are there that you're kind of like, oh, that one, I dig that one. And you mean on the first? Uh, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the first one. Yeah. yeah. Probably about three. I, I'm thinking three, you know. The re- I mean, I like everything, but, you know, if I'm what, what, what am I going to go back to? And and you know say eh, repeat. Uh, probably about three. I'd say about three or four. I, yeah. I got more yeah. on this one. I kind of got one, two, three, four, five. I'm probably up around five or six on this one. 
That's impressive then, uh, then for sure. That's better. Yeah. And I'm you know, about 11 got... on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a contribution from Caffrey now, Chris Caffrey on this one. Oh, excellent. Which one is that? The question of the day. I shall keep <laughs> reeling. No. That is quicksand. Quicksand. I, it's the track six, I think. No, track. I'm sorry, track four. There you go. Yes. Quicksand. This is what Caffrey, he writes heavy stuff. He does. He does for sure. He, and and you know what? I was going to say, there's a little. There's the tie-in as far as some of the technicals uh, on this record. Now, his Spirits of Fire, that's produced by Aldo Lonobile. That's our guitarist in Archangel and the producer. So he also produced Spirits of Fire. That's right. Chris's latest record for Frontiers. And, you know, Aldo has also produced um, Sweet Oblivion for Jeff Tate. And he loves Queensryche for sure, um, and he likes he loves Sabotage. So you know when they first contacted me, he was like, "Man, I've always really loved Sabotage. It's like a huge influence on me." I think I'm probably about fifteen or twenty years older than him, <laughs> so I'm like, "That's good," um, and I'm glad. Uh, so he said, "I just wanted to always do some albums with you," and I'm like, "Sure, no problem, no brainer." Um, so it's a little bit of a family thing that people might not know about, you know, in the background with Frontiers Records, you know, you know, the people, you know, my guitarist producing Chris and producing other bands on that label. Um, and it gives you a glimpse of the stuff that Chris is doing, you know, and, and this, you know, Spirits of Fire, of course, and then cont contributing over here. And that's the first time since probably circle to circle since oh, wow. we actually, you know, got together and rode again together. Um, so it's been a while. So that's cool. Well, the more that it goes around the better. Yeah. He's such a great guy. I mean, he's so much fun to, uh, fun to talk to. Yeah. We, we, you can imagine me and him, the, uh, <laughs> the banter that goes on. Uh, <laughs> it pretty much is laughing the whole time. I am imagining. It, it, we don't do a lot of talking. It's it, there's a few words and there's a bunch of laughter and then we give up and we go we, we part ways and come back together for another twenty minute laughing session based on four words later. <laughs> yeah. How do you manage to write a song like that? Good thing is he's not. He doesn't have to be here in the room now. If he was going to be in person, we would not get a lot done. So I have to ask that he stays remote. <laughs> Uh, he will work remotely with me in his studio and send demos at a high rate. So he complies. Back to two. Back to two from Archangel. Trip over my own tongue. Um, so last time Aldo brought the music to you, you really dug it and you said, and you went ahead and made the album. Is that right? Yes. So this time, uh, does he, he bring the Frontiers, music? yes. Yeah. So does this time, does he bring it to you? Is this the same process or are you more involved from the beginning in creating the music? We have the same process. And that's good because I want people to get used to the process and get more comfortable. All the writers involved are more comfortable. 
Uh, that includes my wife, Catherine, who writes all the lyrics for Archangel. Oh. Uh, she came up with the band name Archangel and the entire concept. So we and know she came those up roles. With song titles? Yes. Yep. Wow. My right. wife does all well, that. How'd she come up with Avenging the Dragon? Because that's like an epic name. Huh? I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, she comes up with a lot of stuff that blows my mind. I like, you know, I get inspiration from that. I need that. You know, like the lyrics. Like we, the way we work is we get the songs from Aldo. They're pretty much intact arrangements for the most part. Might need a little tweak here or there, but nothing major. Then we, so I got the song and I hand it off to her and go, where does this emotionally fit into the concept uh, where every song is a story in the life of the Archon, who is the only one in this religion, Gnosticism, who can bring a direct message from the people of Earth to the gods? which includes Demiurge and another dude named Gnosis and a guy named Christ, because it's partly based on Christian religion. Wow. And it came about in the second century AD. So that's the years of one oh, thousands. Yeah. So the Archon's important. So I'm like, okay, you sold me. Let's start thinking about the stories in the life of the Archon. So. And we get those, of course, since the last time I checked, the Archon is not real. I did not see him on my last trip to Starbucks. <laughs> well, that's too which bad. Is the only, so, which is the only place I go do. outside of my house. No. <laughs> but no, just kidding. Um, so we're bringing the Archon's life into modern time and say, like, hey, he dropped in. He's now real. What message do the people want to send to the, you know, now the rethinking of all religion and all the chaos that ensues? And where do we get the story? That could be from just uh, people that we meet, you know, that have incredible stories. Um, could be wars that people have made it through, helicopter crashes once, not twice, but thrice, and somehow lived. Or, you know, just people who had a, a lot to overcome. Uh, in their lives, you know what I'm saying. We, it's it's modern human stories, but we're putting it into a fictional story. Um, so yeah, kind of a wild concept for sure, but it gives us inspiration. So I, you know, that's the way we work, and I really did, you know, work off. Uh, you know, I come up with the you know, the vocal melodies and stuff, and all to do with the vocals. But then, you know, she's given me the lyrics, which really lend themselves to the kind of the details, the final details of the um, of the vocal process itself. You know, it brings things right into focus, the, you know, the, the, the little outside fringes and stuff like that, maybe the finishings of, you know, how to go into a chorus or a, a small little detail in a melody somewhere. So it really works cool. So it's basically the same process. Everybody's just getting a little more comfortable and we're able to get a bigger song pool to choose from. Do you find that you need to get yourself into the story to really sing it properly for yourself? Yeah, I treat it just like stuff from Sabotage or TSO, um, the the Archangel stuff. It, it's playing a part, you know. It's it's kind of playing a role. So I definitely try to get into the meaning of the song and into the, you know what what this is in the in the story of the life of the angel there. Um, and that's kind of the way I do most stuff now. 
you know, I, you know, that's the way I can be some type of actor. I'm a terrible actor. Otherwise you would not see me in SAG. Um, <laughs> maybe a comedy actor, if anything, slapstick. No, but, um, so the way I can do acting is through my singing voice and then I can cheat. Did I want to be an actor at one point? Yes. In my twenties and stuff, I went to acting class and then things went abruptly downhill. <laughs> Because I just realized <laughs> that every role can't be comedy. Mm, that's, and that's it was fair. a sad day. Then I wasn't acting the serious stuff serious enough, they said. So now I can appreciate a little bit more. So who knows? Maybe I can get a bit part somewhere, you know, like it's somewhere. We have connections. I'll warn you. I've got connections. So if I can squeak out one, I'll try. But other than that, I do all my acting through through singing. And especially with TSO, where everything's really more like an, you know, a presentation of the acting of a, a absolutely the acting of a part in the story. And everything's kind of, you know, kind of pointing to the same place these days. So it's kind of cool. That's right. So I'm guessing you didn't have to. It, it sounds like it takes a lot of research to do this. I'm guessing not as much as you had to do, you know, on Yugoslavia. But it sounds like there's a lot of research. Uh, in this, I, I was curious, and I, I don't know, maybe you can give some insight to this, even though Roy does the lyrics. Catherine, was it? Yes. Yes, Catherine. Um, even though she does the lyrics, it always, how do you fit the lyrics within the structure of the music and get it, get the rhythm in? It always seems to me it would be easier to do the lyrics first and build mm -hmm. the music around it to go the other way. Well, but maybe that's just moving my mind works. See what you're saying. That has never really been a, uh, my process, as it turns out. I've always really kind of had the music first in every situation that I've had to be responsible for, you know, lyrics, which would be mostly circle to circle. You know, we'll get the music first and then, you know, I'll come up with a vocal melody and then kind of write the lyrics around that. So actually, it's almost the opposite of the process you're talking about as far as starting with lyrics and, you know, as far as starting with a story idea, maybe. Um, in this process, we have a song, we got the, the music that comes, and then we have to decide where does that fit in the life, you know, uh, the archon and the, and the, you know, the story and stuff. And that's where my wife takes over. She's real good at that. I, uh, and I would give her, you know, like I sing into my phone, um, I'm sitting there like this and I, you know, I got it cranked out of the computer and I'm basically like this going, I'm singing an idea. How stupid as it were. <laughs> and you bother laughing. <laughs> Awaken you will stir. No. And so, yes, I do it half asleep. Okay. We get, no. So I'm singing these kind of like, they don't really have any, discernible words to it but it's a but it's a melody that you can understand so i basically send those little snippets to my wife while she's writing the lyrics so she puts it right to it so yeah rhythmically and everything it works she has the map she's fit it's almost like she's retrofitting the, the lyrics to my maps wow yeah crazy kind of technical awesome, yeah though. kind of crazy but in the end it, it works out good and of course once we get the original gist of it then she can kind of like oh and kind of set me a new pattern, if you will. You know what I'm saying from time to time. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I see how that's 
So it's, yeah, it's a lot of back and forth, you know, kind of retrofitting both ways. It's interesting. But we always try to use um, real GM uh, parts or Dodge. No, <laughs> we're not going to use any aftermarket parts. No, no, definitely don't. These are all original that. stuff. Zach, like she's carrying you pretty good. Yes. I say, it sounds like she's carrying you pretty good. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> now, the thing that, that gets me, the thing that gets me about you, every time I listen to you, I'm blown away every time, even though I know what you sound like, even though your Appreciate songs, it. I like to listen to them in my own head. Your voice has got an edge to it. It's so masculine and yet beautiful. I have no idea how you do that. How do you be so masculine and yet so beautiful at the same time? Wow. Oh, I appreciate it big time. Um, that's a great question. Uh, that might be the secret to everything. <laughs> I think you've hit on the major secret as to why I'm doing this interview today and why I'm in the music business. Could be. Um, great question. I, you know, I know that my voice when I first started was more like two-dimensional. Like, in my opinion, when I started with Sabotage, like in the Edge of Thorns album, 30th anniversary this year. Um, wow. We got, yeah, I know. Uh, that'll make you like go. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, brain fart. Okay. Um, now, it was more like a clean, it's so clean. But then I had to add that little bit of a, you know, like a low timber, you know, for the mm -hmm. chorus of Edge of Thorns, like as as opposed to the verse of Edge of Thorns and going to the chorus of Edge of Thorns, there's like a two dimensional thing going a little bit. That's the kind of, but it wasn't the normally uh, the way I normally sang at that time. So I had to quickly, you know, develop and morph, you know, and get those, get at least another element going. That was with Paul O'Neill's help and everything saying, hey, all right, we need this. And so I had been singing long enough, at least by that time, to be able to do it rather quickly and adjust. Nowadays, I would say it's more like four-dimensional. It's kind of a clean thing, soft, clean. Then there's clean power. And then there's power with edge. And then there's kind of like the real ultra-rough, edgy thing. Um, so, it, you know, that's kind of what I've been able to develop through the years. That might have something to do with it because that because there's more of that lower timber and more of that edge now. And that's going to be more of the, you know, masculine thing, I think. And then being able to still keep it with the emotional content coming from the clean side, maybe that combination is inherent in what you're talking about. But I think it's a and I appreciate it is a good point uh, that I hadn't really heard before. And I've heard it's a rare a lot combination. Of stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. I appreciate it, and it you know it gets you thinking. But um, mainly, the only thing I really do now, I don't think about the switching of the gears between the different elements. I just kind of like go and kind of think clean power to start to make sure you're opening up and getting all the you know the the resonators going because it's all one machine. It's got you know the chest and everything, secondary resonators, all these primary things. Make sure everything's open, and then everything else seems to just kind of like take care of itself. But I know how to manipulate those those fine little adjustments to switch gears, if you will. It's a little bit of gear switching. Um, it's paddle shifting <laughs> rather than keeping it just in overdrive. Hmm. I learned something from my challenger. 
Well, there you go. Because I'm not going to be wild and get all paddle shifty around town. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm -hmm. and I don't want to become one of those videos called burnout fail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Into the pole. No. Yes. We want I have you enough to be problems to... with, <laughs> with the dang thing downshifts. It'll give you enough of a problem. So, um, but yeah, it's just from work, doing the work. That's why I like doing all these projects. You know, you got to keep, you don't want to sit around too long. Uh, you want to keep the machine going. It's just like cars don't work well when you leave them sitting. You know, the voice is the same thing. You're much better off if you're just, you know, totally working it all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, and we want you to be able to keep doing this for many, many, many years to come. So thank you. A lot of that's on me is how you take care of, you know, so I'm doing everything I can now to, you know, to take care of my voice, like as much uh, more now than ever before, you know, at this age, I, you know, there's less things that are, you know, that are, you know, I hard, you know, geez, I mean, I don't even really drink anymore, which is ridiculous, but that that's a dehydrator, but I guess I'm more hydrated now. Mm -hmm. Um, Never did smoke. So that's good because smoking cigarettes is the number one killer of voices. Yeah. So I'm just mm -hmm. trying to, you know, just doing everything. I'm in the gym. Shoot. I'm just trying to do everything I can to keep that that very thing going. Was It's the only way I'm going to enjoy it. Right now, I'm going on two things. Keep having fun. Because if I'm not going to have fun or something, it's just ridiculous anymore, then it's going to, it's going to, you know, not happen. So you, so I'm urging everybody, you know, you got to keep it fun and and keep growing, you know, try to learn something, you know, all the, the, most of the stuff I do on the side outside of TSO or sabotage. So, I mean, it's all just for maintaining growth, you know, just keep on re, you know, keep on um, getting challenging assignments and keep stretching it. You know, we're already going to have, I like it's strange because my overall range right now at 57 years old, I got a, the the most range I've ever had. But range doesn't really mean too much besides just sitting there poking on a keyboard and seeing how many octaves you can go. Four and a half octaves is about where it's, you know, sitting, which is a lot as far as because so, for some reason, those high screens, they got real high. But the problem is. You got to have power going through all that stuff. So it's always a challenge, you know, mm -hmm. sitting there, test your range. It doesn't really do anything. You got to have something to, you know, the regular voice to back it up, but it's good to have there. We, we laugh a lot in TSO, all the guys about my high notes that I, because they just like, how in the hell do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> because everybody likes to sit back there and be silly and see, and like sing all these high notes backstage and just be an idiot. And I go, wait a minute. How about this one? You know, it's something like ridiculous. They're like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Shut up. But I'm the oldest one of all of you. That's why you're not supposed to be able to do that. We give up. No, you don't give up. So we laugh. It's a constant laughing thing back there. I love that with the guys in the our little awesome. guy singer lineup in Tia. So we, we laugh all the time. And, um, but I like being able to kind of, you know, have that highest note. It's not supposed to happen. Not when you have the lower voice like you do. I mean, it, it, like there's some voices that I can totally yeah. see where it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like you know, Jack Blades, the way when he sings, I get when he sings a high note. 
Right. But that's part of that. Yeah. You know, that's what builds that, you know, that gets that range I'm talking about, you know, because you, you got that. I'm more of a baritone. Not really in the sense of opera, because when you say baritone, and opera, I mean, you're, you're, you know, now you're committed to the, you know, the super, you know, oh, you know, the, 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 the whole. So it's more like a second tenor reaching baritone notes but able to go all, you know, all the way up into, you know, with the falsetto stuff going into stuff that probably it supersedes alto uh, for sure. It may even get into the low end of soprano. I, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, but it's all about the low end. Like you said, if it's not, if not for that part of it, then you wouldn't even have any of that. Like I always tell people, if you want to expand your range, you better go both ways at the same time. Don't sit there and go, how high can I sing? You know, and doing all this junk. That's not really going to do it. You have to expand things equidistantly both ways. And that includes, including that low range for sure. And that, that part was the part that was, you know, before Paul O'Neill passed away, that was what I was hearing a lot. From him was like, man, I'm so happy with the development of your low, the low register of your voice. You know, now I can use you on so much stuff that I wanted to, like when you first started in Sabotage, but you just didn't have that that low end. Mm -hmm. So it is developable. So that made me be happy to hear that. So then how many do you have a uh, I'll go ahead, Brad. I was gonna ask, like, how many vocal takes would you do with when when you're talking about Archon Angel. That's what I was going to ask. Okay, well, that's good. That's easy. <laughs> How many what? How many vocal takes would you typically do on Archon Angel? Most of the stuff I do is relatively the same. Now, um, if I'm going in from scratch to do like a, a full song that has like, you know, some stacking stuff on the choruses, you know, maybe two or three harmonies or whatever, maybe excluding the stuff with the cannons, which is the counterpoint stuff, which is like on, uh, I think, Lake of Fire on this record, you know, we have the counterpoint vocals that started on Chance with Sabotage. Right, yes. You know, that's a different thing. And you're normally I would go at that section first. I'm going to build all of those canon things before I even start on the rest of the song, get that completely tracked. Because those things can go up to like 15, 17 tracks or something like that and get ridiculous because of the harmonies that, that come in. And you got all those different parts. They have to be panned and preparing for the mix. You start preparing for the way it's going to be mixed when you sing it, which a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> I got to have all that in mind, even as I'm, you know, putting the tracks down. But it's called, we talk about two hours. I mean, one to one to two hours. I mean, it's all the same. Total? Yeah, to do a song, yeah. Yeah. That it to it just to to us, it just doesn't seem like that's enough time. Like you know, it, it's even though it's a four or five, six minute song, it, it's like, wow, I mean, there's so much going on in the song. It's it seems like you should be spending like a day on each song. No, um, you know, uh, it just doesn't I prepare really like everything very fine, you know detailed going in. So I don't really go into the studio until I know every little my, you know, micron of what's going on and where I want to start. You do it at my age, you kind of have to be smart about where you're starting a song. 
if there's some quieter part or a softer part or a little section that like counterpoints where I'm going to sing it cleaner anyway, you know, I don't do the counterpoint stuff all rough, you know, because they have to be parts that can be easily discerned and harmony tracks lay on there, which also um, makes a texture that's smoother anyway. You know, like with my voice, if I sing two things as rough as I can and I put two tracks together, what does that do? It softens it. It actually makes it clean. So there's no sense going in with rough when you know it's going to be clean anyway. So again, clean power, knock those babies out. Then I know it's not going to be too taxing on me and I can go back and attack a really, you know, um, you know, hard hitting um, verse, so to speak. And, you know, the first verse coming in, I want to be warmed up anyway. You know, from because the first thing the listener is going to hear is that first word of the first voice of the first verse. So I want that to be strong. So I maybe would start in other places to get warmed up. I know exactly how to do it. I can, you know, hey, we start on section uh, four over here. You know, it, it's going to warm me up nice for now going back. And maybe the third thing I do would be the verse, which is going to come out like an afterburn verse. Mm-hmm. It's a good, uh, you know, the second video there um, that's out right now is a good example of how to you better get warmed up before you start trying to go into that first verse of Afterburn. I'll tell you that. That's difficult. Because <laughs> um, it's a little bit higher. It sits in a little bit higher of a, a you know, range for power. Because you get to a certain point when you're like me, you got the baritone, you got the second tenor, the tenor. There's going to be a section up around, you know, high, mid. That's not. That's where you call your vocal break, where you cross over. From full voice to head voice, then to falsetto. There's you're not going to be able to sing it all the way in what I call the power zone. So every singer's got a limit. All male singers have a limitation about how high you're going to go in the power zone without having to break off into like falsetto or you know, to try to hit a super high scream. You know, Rob Halford screams is just because he's developed like me a super loud falsetto, but it's still falsetto, but people don't realize it because it's yeah. got so yeah. much um support behind it you know so that's why it's incredible to see rob out there to the this very day you know when he bends right over and hits a super high screen that's falsetto folks but guess what it's well supported so you think he's just doing that all day long in their full range but that's why that's because you know singers know how to take the tools you got because you're not going to have every tool when you're born you're you know you got that same set you're limited to the set of vocal cords that you're given like, ooh, okay, you're born, boom. Now, how these things grow, you can control some of that. Don't don't go tear everything apart. But everybody's got little things that you learn how to compensate. It's all compensatory, you know, stuff. And you, you got to learn how to do that the best you can because you're not going to, every set of vocal cords ain't going to have everything. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to have every section of the range being equally, you know, strong. Everybody's going to have, you know, I, I find it fun to look at singers like Russell Allen and the guys I sing with Caleb Johnson to see where they're structurally, what happens that, you know, um, physiologically with their voices in certain ranges and everybody's completely different. It's astounding, but we trip out amongst each other, just kind of studying, um, each other, which helps us out. 
they'll all tell you, man, Caleb paying attention to what something I, you know, it helps me out. Me paying attention to what's going on physiologically and his voice helps me out. Same thing as if I watch Russell, that helps me out. I've developed things by watching him that I wouldn't have had if I didn't, if I wasn't in the band. And watching these guys closely in rehearsals, figuring out what, man, that range is super strong for him. And it's, I'm lower than that. So what do I do? Oh, maybe try to get a hint from that and try to, you know, like try to bring some of these little tricks into your own tool belt. That's what it's all about. That's why I love um, being in TSO, you know, with all the singers, girls and guys that you can look at and try to, and, and really use your ear and go, what are they doing right there? I know that some of that is physiological and I can't just go to Walmart and go, Russell Allen's vocal cords, please, <laughs> on to with a side of hash browns covered, <laughs> smothered, and choked. <laughs> but you can't just order the vote. You know, you can't go to the store and order a new set. That's fascinating. So you have to, you got to work yeah. with, the, you know, the, the one, but you can, but the, the trick, but the message is, gosh, up to, I think up to 60% or more of the, uh, for the human male voices is developable. Wow. And so, you know, if you'd started out and you had limited range, guess what? I'd guess be in what? the 40%. Yeah. <laughs> but 60% of almost every facet is developable. So that's a good stat to know for people. Um, I'm just talking about stuff that I bring out when I, you know, do the, the vocal lessons. I, like I do vocal lessons sometimes. Oh, I find it fascinating to listen to you. You yeah, can learn fascinating about... fascinating to listen because, I mean... Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go. I was just going to say, you guys who don't, don't might, you know, you're not up there singing all the time. You can still, from what I'm saying, it, you can picture this stuff. And, you know, anybody can kind of like take that in and yeah. it kind of is interesting. It really is. I mean, uh, it's, you know, this just kind of the science behind singing, you know, getting into that. I mean, uh, and, and you're the right person. I mean, you studied for years to become a better singer. And then you've gone out and had the, the experiences to become a better singer. You know, the combination, uh, I, I guess, is really makes you so aware and allows you to consistently improve. Right. And the more you know, the easier it is to get, you know, to go get more hints. And now it's just a matter of using your ear and it's a choice you can make. You Do you want to go tune into people like the ones I mentioned uh, who are great? in the field and it, do you want to pay attention to that kind of stuff and try to glean a uh, usurp? It would be a better word. Usurp. It's almost like stealing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you may do that. Uh, as we know in the music business, there's a lot of usurping going on out there. <laughs> so if people don't care, um, and the funny thing is people in the industry don't care. You know, we'll be the first one steal something from me if you can. <laughs> you know, it helps the organization, and uh, we really appreciate it. <laughs> everybody's so open, you know what I mean? You have the choice. Do you want to go do that, or do you just want to maybe not? It, 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 you know, it's everybody's choice. I always had the choice of, hey, if I can, you know, glean something, then I'm going to take it. Does it always work with the physiology of your own thing? Maybe not, but you at least got to try. Mm -hmm. And hey, with the 60% developable tag, hashtag 60% developable, then guess what? 
you can now be confident that, hey, if you want to work on it, if it doesn't come right away, maybe if you worked on it for three or four months, maybe it will. So that's the kind of stuff we, our strange group trips out about uh, <laughs> the, the entire tour. But I mean, it's so, it's wonderful, you know, mm -hmm. your pro your progression through, like through Sabotage into Circle to Circle and DSO and stuff like that. I mean, the number of people that you must have met who Not you've been able to do that. That's right. <laughs> well, you're talking about in terms of in just business or, or yeah, um, just yeah, in the business, like overall, like all the singers that you've met and can and can glean from. Oh, it's incredible. Um, it's it's a blessing, really. I you know, and it's really you know, I've just been I, lucky in so many ways, you know, even from the beginning, coming into Sabotage when I was 26, kind of late, you know, still getting a chance. And, you know, and then it starts right there. You just start meeting everybody. And, you know, you just, you know, I think take advantage of, you know, the, those those opportunities to meet and learn and. Uh, and just have a good time. Um, you know, it's been incredible. I've. I'd say I had too good of a time for probably about 25 years. <laughs> I've settled down a little in the last five years or, you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, but I'm still laughing yeah. about it. Still having fun. I see people settling down and they don't, you know, may not party as, uh, as much or, you know, just not going as wild at the whole, you know, rock and roll, you know, lifestyle. And then they kind of get depressed and, and, you know, phase out. So I'm glad that I, it wasn't about that. And that shows me it wasn't primarily about that. It was primarily about living a dream, you know, you're a, a, a dream within an innate thing. Uh, and, and, you know, knowing that music made me happier than anything else. So I'm so glad to see that, you know, now that I've, ah, you know, I got a little older, I, like I settled down, but I didn't lose the fire. You know, and an archangel came along after that. You know, after I said, "Okay, time for old uh, dad jokes, really bad dad jokes," and uh, how many things can I? How many types of meat can I smoke uh, uh, on the grill? No, <laughs> and then I went vegan, so that didn't work out very well. <laughs> Don't get a meat smoker thing and then go <laughs> vegan in six months. But yeah, no. But but I'm like, a, <laughs> everybody laughs at me about the vegan thing because like I use it for like dieting and stuff like that, but it's called the fair weather vegan. I should write the book. Whenever I see another really good cooked piece of chicken, I'm all over it. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm not like the strict kind that's all, you know, uh, I, I guess I'm not a um, an activist by any means. Cause man, I'll see a pizza with some pretty good ham and looking like a, a Hawaiian pizza over there and I'm all over it. So we make a joke. I'll go to Blaze Pizza. I'm standing in line going, man, I'm just with, I, you know, and I'm telling the people I'm vegan. Okay, I'll take the pepperoni, ham, and hamburger, but just one this week. <laughs> so I'm thinking about even, but see yeah, now, I'm as a matter vegan. of fact, this whole week, tell, tell it, what day is it? Here, we don't even know. I never know what day it is. Tuesday. I'm on a permanent vacation. But anyway, okay, Tuesday, not a good day for permanent vacation, but I'll accept it. All right. Since Sunday, all vegan. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's cool. But tonight, Panera Bread menu caught my eye. <laughs> so then I'm discussing <laughs> with Catherine, we might have to go by on the way to do a few errands later that are on my list. And then we might have to go by and guess what? I'm not going to be, the, I'm going to wind up getting one of those chicken or whatever ham sandwiches they got. <laughs> So I'm a fair weather vegan type, and everybody laughs about that, and including everybody in the bands and all my friends. You're quite the vegan, Zach. Eating all that meat one time or two times a week. <laughs> but I'm getting there. Okay. I never promised that it was going to be like straight. And there's always vegetarian. And I'm pretty close to that. And and I but you know I'm happy with the fact that maybe five days out of the week I'm eating you know vegan I don't care I say fool me if you can fool me fine if that sausage tastes like real sausage then okay I'm not asking any questions you know do these Beyond Burgers are they you know are they seasoned just right yes okay you're all right you know you you'll be squeaked by that's what I had <laughs> last night by the time you eat those things you've taken in so many plants. That you never could have imagined that you'd take them that. <laughs> By the time you put the tomatoes, lettuce, pickles, stacked about that high, and then the burgers are made out of plants. The only thing that's not plants is the bread. Yep. You know yeah. the next day, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've because we've man, taken you just planted quite a bit. You of just time went plant you. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like plant, plant, plant. <laughs> but I'm but I'm getting used to it. And I did remain very close to the, completely vegan all uh, during the last tour. Oh, which yeah. Everybody in TSO will tell you that I did really good. I was at the dang vegan station for catering every day. I don't know if I was just staring at it or what, but I was there every day. <laughs> you visited. Yeah, so that's what counts. I, that's right. I paid my you know, I, I due diligence, and that was it. Did he grab anything? We don't know. He probably snuck out the back entrance with a chicken leg. <laughs> Does uh, is your voice better because you're vegan? It, 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 you know what? That was the first year. This was the the first uh, tour and everything where, uh, and it seemed to be great. You know, I, I think it reacted real good to it. If it, if I thought it was reacting bad, I would uh, do a Panera Bread stop and try to set things back on track. There you go. <laughs> it, it just protein injection right there. <laughs> Right. And the big challenge is, like you said, getting protein from all those plants. Yes. Yes. Enough to uh, do the trick. So I'm still experimenting and stuff, but I was just, the example was, I'm still trying to, you know, I'm still doing stuff for the better, you know, the better of the entire system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I saw a movie called Protein Injection one time, but you don't <laughs> want to know the details. Oh, no, nope. Nope, that probably sounds like my career trying to be a vegan. <laughs> I just don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all sitting, sitting there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Say no Amazing more, please. Stuff. <laughs> well, Zach, we, we well, love we like spending. To laugh too. That's right. We love did spending you guys, the time. My question you. is, thank you so much, but did you learn something? Absolutely, we did. We did learn oh, something. Oh, hell yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm an educator. That's right. And we're edumacated. <laughs> Thank you for being edumacated. And you also. <laughs>
Uh, you guys educated me too, big time. But no, I, I like to think I'm somewhat, that's why I, I teach vocals from time to time. There is, you know, you are the educator in some sense with that. Uh, and I want to see people um, develop and, and that kind of thing. And everybody's like, man, you're giving away all the secrets. Damn right. Because what I was telling you, people in music is like giving away the secret. Just listen and take it. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and hold back on all the secrets that I had just to kind of like have some Zach Stevens, the secrets of Zach Stevens coming now on the Lifetime Movie Network. No. Bum, bum. No, I'm not going to do Lifetime That's movies. the name of this podcast now. <laughs> that may be my act where I have to start <laughs> with my acting career, though. Might have to start on LMN or um, one of those other funny ones where you get lies and secrets. But yeah, I don't mind giving away all the secrets as long as somebody will listen and uh, and go out and go forth and put it into action. But thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And and we before you go, we want to get you to uh, to promote yourself, promote Archon Angel, tell everybody where they can keep up with you. Okay. You can keep up with everything. Well, the latest be an Archon Angel. Uh, the record's coming out April 14th. You can go online. You can go to the Archangel page on Facebook. There'll be an order link if you want to pre-order. Um, check out the two videos, Fortress and the latest one, which is the lyric video with featuring me, by the way. I've never had a lyric video featuring me. This is exciting. <laughs> this is called Afterburn. This is not about the day after eating really hot wings. <laughs> this is serious stuff. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I thought Morton would like that. I, I did see that he smiled. Um, the, uh, you can catch and check those out. Album called Two, as it is our second album. And yep, April 14th um, on Frontiers Records. And I'm looking here to see if there's anything else I missed. No. New videos. It tells me what bands I was in. Thank you very much. Uh, you know that. Uh, I like five up. I like up, you know. No, I think you really love the record. I think everybody's going to like it. It rocks pretty much all the way through. We were really happy with it in the end, and it, it turned out good. So thank you so much for having it me. Is, I I think it is. People... That's about it for now. If They, they probably don't want to hear any <laughs> bad jokes of mine, so you don't have to look further on the Internet. There's no podcast at this time. <laughs> Not to say there won't be one in the future, because you guys know that that would be fun for me. But I have to make sure everything's safe <laughs> by that time. Safely out of the music business. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, but thank you so much. It was great seeing you guys again, and I, I appreciate it every time. Well, well, we we love it. We love you, and uh, we always look forward to hearing you. So, uh, you know, tell tell as many jokes as you yeah. want. Uh, tell as many stories as you want. At least it's, hey, at least you're not interviewing me and Chris Caffrey at the same time. Well, I mean, That'd be we've, something. we've heard it, Cats, we before, would. so we could we could totally do that. <laughs> that might be a little out yeah, of hand. Yeah, we'd need to set aside about eight hours. True. He's got a lot of good stories. <laughs> me would just follow up stories. Yeah, but thank you. Thank right you ahead. so much. You know, you look forward to talking to you again because you, you're, you're, you're awesome. And I really think people, I mean, it's been... What, 2001 since Poets of Madman and Sabotage? But I think people who are craving some sabotage will really dig into Archangel and, and 
and find, you know, some of that scratch being it or itch being scratched, I should say. So, I think uh, so. you know, good. it's really good stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's, you know, like I said, it's good to have it out there. Uh, it's got all the good, you know, uh, impetus behind it for good reasons. So that makes good music. And uh, I really appreciate the help, you know, getting it out there, guys. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best with the album and in the future. So uh, we will talk to you again. I have no doubt of that. True. I will definitely be talking to you guys. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Morton. Where are you guys located at? Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Oh, awesome. That sounds right. I love hockey, by the way, but we'll get into that the next time. <laughs> well, sounds good. <laughs> and you can put beer on the, the list. Calgary Flames are you guys, I will cry, have hockey so. and beer. <laughs> hockey and beer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you put so much. In. I want to be up there right, in Canada. Man, I want to come to Canada and play, man. So I hope yes. to see you guys up there. We would love that very much, very much. I like it. Hey, th- take care much. until next time. I'll talk to you guys soon. Sounds good, Zach. All right. Bye for now. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye.
your 